obviously I want to get to the bottom of all of this money stuff. And that was part of it. But to be honest with you, a lot of it was, I can't let her down. Like I've got this episode Mm -hmm. that we're recording and I need to like do the work because I can't just show up and be like, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, this is why coaching works y'all. Yep. Yep. It was that straight A student in me that was like, I got to do my homework. Otherwise I'm going to let the teacher down. So it really helps me. And that's why I need stuff like this is to really just kick my ass into gear. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 290. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here for part two of this coaching podcast episode that I am doing this month with Melanie. Last week, episode 289 was the first part of this two-part, and we're talking about money. The reason that I had Melanie on again for a follow-up is because money is loaded for a lot of people. Melanie is no exception to this, and last week I had that intuitional feeling where I was like, ah, I don't think that it's going to be enough for me to just grab an update from you and talk about it at the end of the episode. Therefore, I am bringing her back on to talk about the lengthy homework assignment that she had. And what I would love from y'all is to let me know if you like these episodes. I know we haven't really jumped into too many of them. A few episodes ago, episode 286, I had Rachel on here talking about up-leveling. If you haven't listened to that episode, you gotta go check that one out. And then, of course, we're having these two with Melanie. Next month, we are having Colleen on talking about Boundaries, another completely relatable episode, I'm sure. And I just would love your feedback. Do you like them? I'm still also going to swing back and bring you another conversation about shit that matters with unqualified people. I love those episodes as well. And I also, it's important for me to have your feedback and let me know which episodes you love. If you would like to be coached, by moi, by yours truly, here on the podcast in one of these episodes, you gotta be a patron. Thank you to those of you who are patrons. You support this show. Head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. So again, if you didn't listen to part one, you need to go listen to it now, episode 289, or else this won't make a whole lot of sense to you. The last thing I want to mention before we dive in, of course, you can fill out an application over on Patreon. We open up those applications in September, by the way, for the next round of these particular coaching sessions. But if you would like to work with me a little bit longer capacity in a private setting, that is the only way to work with me for the rest of 2019 and probably into 2020. I'm writing my third book, which I can't even, y'all, I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. But 
That being the case, I'm not doing any group programs for the rest of this year and into 2020. I'm only working with people in a private capacity. So you can head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash coaching to check out the different options that I have over there. We can answer any questions for you. You can fill out an application, see what is best for you. And that's about it as far as the announcements. Super pumped to have you hear this conclusion of this episode around money with Melanie. And without further ado, here is the episode. All right, Melanie, welcome back. Thank you. I am going to say it again because I know some people skip through the intro that this is part two of this coaching session with Melanie. And if you have not listened to episode 289, which was our first round, part one, please go back and listen to that. This will make so much more sense because this was sort of, it was sort of like a to be continued because I gave you a lot of homework, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listened, I listened to our last episode in preparation for this call because I wanted to make sure that I asked you about everything that I had asked you to do and to see if also if I missed anything. And I do have one question for you after you let, and maybe, maybe it won't come out, but I want to know, why don't you just tell us in general how it went? And I'll just kind of check off my list as to all of the assignments I had for you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've already told you this. I messaged you. I was like, I am having some major, major resistance to doing the homework. And I have no idea why I, uh, my, you know, whole life have been like a straight A student. I get stuff done by deadlines. Like, but for some reason, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done the homework yet. And I would just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, you know, I finally did get around to um, one of the homework assignments was to do some journaling about like women and wealth and just money in general. Um, and I will tell you, I'm not a big journaler. Like I have always wanted to be, I've always aspired to be someone who journals like every day, has these major aha moments and could just write and write and write. Um, I just, I don't know what it is about it. I, I think I'm just too much of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I write and I feel like it has to make sense and it has to sound good. And yeah. Okay. I'll I'm going to stop you right here. Like pause, yes. please. Because I, I have a feeling that a lot of people listening have similar struggles. And what was interesting is about what you described journaling as. It sounds to me that that's the belief that you have of what journaling should look like. A, it needs to happen every day. B, you need to walk away with these aha moments. <laughs> C, mm -hmm. it needs to be long. And I just want to hopefully try to blow that out of the water and dispel that belief that that's what it needs to look like. So if you ever journal, you're a journaler. Guess what? Right. <laughs> you are a journaler. Right. Yeah. I, and you know what? And then I was like, do I really need to do it pen to paper? I know a lot of people think like pen to paper and seeing your words on the paper really helps. But I was like, you know what? I... I've written a blog before in the past. And so I was like, I can do it, I think a little bit better just on my computer. And so I did. Works. Good. Yeah. And I just typed out a whole bunch of random. It was just, didn't really make sense. It was just, you know, but I, I did, I did get some stuff out of it. So that was good. Okay. Um, well, I'm curious. Let's back up for a second. What made you take the plunge and decide to do the journaling? And it's okay if it can be, you know, I was where I, just for the accountability sake or anything like that. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, 
obviously I want to get to the bottom of all of this money stuff. Um, and that was part of it, but to be honest with you, a lot of it was like, I can't let her down. Like I've got this episode Mm -hmm. that we're recording and I need to like do the work because I can't just show up and be like, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, this is why coaching works y'all. Yep. Yep. It was that straight A student in me that was like, I got to do my homework. Otherwise I'm going to let the teacher down. So, um, that, it really helps me. And that's why I need stuff like this is to really just kick my ass into gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So you did finally sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And what came out of it? You know, I started by just talking about how much resistance I had. Like, I was like, I don't really know why, like I, why am I, why is this so hard for me? One question that came out that I'm really, I have to do some more work in is I was like, is there some kind of memory that I'm blocking that's about money or maybe not be about money that my subconscious doesn't want to remember. And that's, you know, manifesting itself into these money problems. So that's going to take a lot more work, Mm -hmm. a lot more work. And then another thing was I delved into like my childhood and not even my childhood, I guess, like in high school, I had two friends and I never really thought that this played much into it, but I had two friends in high school whose families were way more well off than mine. Mine was fine. Like we live in, we lived in a very affluent suburban area in Colorado. It was very interesting putting these thoughts out on paper without even like stopping to think about it, that both of their families were like way more affluent than mine and how I always compared myself to that, which I didn't really recognize before. Like both of their parents paid for their college and I had to get student loans and they both had really nice cars and I had like a super old car and, you know, like just Mm -hmm. little things like that. And so one sentence that I wrote down was maybe that's why I created such a monster of a spending habit to prove that I could have nice things like them. Maybe. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot more work. And I, that's one of the, my biggest takeaways with all of this is that, you know, it's not going to just be one journaling session and I'm going to like, be like, Oh, I'm fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a long time coming. Cause I've built all of these beliefs over such a long time going to take some time to unravel them. So, Mm -hmm. and that's why I said maybe, because Mm -hmm. it's not just one of those things where you journal once. And, and I mean, some people do have major aha moments with one journaling session or one therapy or coaching session where they walk away feeling really transformed Mm -hmm. and we just never know what we're going to get. But I do think that because this topic is so big for you, that it's going to take some sort of excavating and you're like an anthropologist with their little duster thing, just Mm -hmm. moving around and seeing what's under there. And I I really do think you're onto something with that. That was Mm -hmm. probably one of the things that has shaped you and created habits and behaviors around that. And I think at the end of the day, what we're all looking for as humans is to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel validated, to feel like we matter. And we sometimes do things that don't actually serve us in order to get those feelings. Right. Which that might be why you you created the spending habit. And then we try to budget and things like that. But that that doesn't tend to help because you're not getting to the bottom of what you're actually after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That sounds spot on. Spot on. And then, and then I, as I'm typing, I wrote out, ha 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 ha. I literally just thought to myself, man, I wish I could afford therapy. (laughs) I was like, like, wow, this is so ingrained in me. Like it's, it's, 
one of those things I, I think one of the homework assignments too, is just to kind of like notice when I was having these thoughts. Yes. And so that was like a big thing for me was I was like, Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that what, like what you say that just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some, that's interesting. Yeah. It's another yeah. one that I say to myself that that's mm-hmm. interesting. Whenever yeah. something like big feeling or something washes over me, that's mm-hmm. a mantra I say. So mm-hmm. you're not actually making it mean anything. You're not beating yourself up for it. You're not immediately trying to fix it. You're not making it mean anything. It just is. Right. Yep. That's part of the work. I think the assignment that I had for you was to notice when you're making up stories. So uh, did yeah. any of that happen? Did you notice any? And I had I had asked you to take that a step further and implement that into your workouts and try to have some kind of somatic body connection that was happening? Were you able to to do that? So I did it one time again with the resistance. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it once and, you know, and it's going to be one of those things that honestly, it's going to take some getting used to because I felt super silly doing it at first. Yeah, like it is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was super weird. So I was like, uh, I tried it. I'll try it again later, you know, and then, and then didn't get around to it, but it's on my list. So I can definitely see how it's going to be helpful. I just need to get over my ego first, I guess. <laughs> so I get yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. And, and personally, I'm working with someone right now. This will be in a, in a later podcast, probably at the end, the very end of 2019, it might even been, be into 2020 where I'm, I'm working on some somatic stuff. So I feel you on that. No pun intended. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel you in that it, especially women, which I think is you and probably most of the people listening, we're so used to being all up in our heads and convincing ourselves, I can think my way through this. I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. When in fact, you probably could go a great distance thinking your way through it. And at the same time, your body keeps the score, your body knows, and it's living inside of your body. That's really the reason that I asked you to do that assignment is because money is emotional and emotions live in our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. And I could totally see how that, how it's going to help. I just, it's going to be a practice for sure. Well, I'm going to have to have you back on in six months. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. As you continue, as you continue to do that exercise. All right. So I'm curious about the forgiveness. And so just as a reminder for people that we talked briefly about anyone that you, or, you know, any organization or anything like that, that you felt like you might be harboring some resentments or had some feelings around that might be helpful if you worked on forgiving them. So this one, I didn't get to, like I said, get into as much as I want. And it's going to be something that I keep working on. Um, one thing that I, my parents are the most amazing parents in the world. And I know I always, I think I prefaced that last time <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah. Like, hi, uh, I love you guys. But for some reason I had a lot of anger towards like my dad, not having a better job for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that was like growing up, you know, with those two friends that I was talking about, like one's dad owned a construction company and another's dad was an anesthesiologist. And like my dad works at a Ford dealership and like, that's fine. That's totally fine. He actually is super successful. People look up to him. He makes great money actually doing what he does. But I think that I was just like, for some reason, ashamed about that. Yeah. That was one of them. And then some stuff with my ex, we kind of touched on that last time when I was talking, when I was journaling about women in wealth, the first immediate phrase that came up for me was damsel in distress. And I said that, I think that this means that subconsciously, I think women need to be saved when it comes to money, mm-hmm. like that they're always reckless and love to shop and spend money all the time and need someone to like fund their spending habits. Yeah. 
Um, and that's kind of how I felt like my past relationship was like, he paid for everything and that was great. But like, I almost feel like he needed to hold me a little bit more accountable Mm -hmm. and that would have helped me a little bit. Of course it wasn't his responsibility. So those are the two that kind of came up with forgiveness. But again, there's a lot more to, to dive into. Well, those are, I want to just acknowledge that those are two really big heaping topics. I want to circle back first to the one about your dad. Yeah. And as everyone knows at this point, because I kind of beat it <laughs> beat it to death, is our shame work. And yeah. in Brene's research, she talks about different reasons that we have shame and class is one of them. You know, yeah. it's um, you know, sexual orientation, gender, race, class, and that's what this points to. So I wonder if, I mean, you all know how I feel about the patriarchy and I wonder if there's, you know, doing a little bit more excavating and that it's, you know, you're going to feel however you feel and to the where, from where I'm sitting, I think that on the surface, you're holding resentments towards your father. And if we want to mm-hmm. dig a little bit deeper into this, I wonder if there's anything around looking at the resentments that you might have if you kind of take a step back and look at the system that created that in the first place, we live in a culture where we feel shame around, let me, let me back up even more to help, to help you and, and the people listening. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this a lot and it's, it's part of the, the deeper work that I do with my private clients. And that is getting to the bottom of your unwanted identities. So we all have these. Have you heard me talk about this before? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to explain it again because it, um, I think it's worth explaining and for everyone to explore is that everyone has ideal identities. Like this is the way we want to be perceived by others ideally. And we also have unwanted identities, the ways we would never want to be perceived by others. And these are shaped by the culture. That's that's where they come from. That that's sort of like our our, star, our starting point. And so for you, from what I'm hearing, is that you had an identity, an unwanted identity that you didn't want to be seen as what you tell me by your friends specifically is what I'm talking about when you were young. Yeah, yeah, as just having like less than them, and as being seen as like, oh, poor Melanie, she doesn't have her family doesn't make as much and can't afford this and. Mm-hmm you know, et cetera, et cetera. Middle class, maybe even like mm-hmm. don't want to be seen as working class. And mm-hmm. exactly. It's, it's shitty, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we all should have, I feel like our own definitions of success. Like the fact that you had a happy family, that you were loved and, and all of these things. But unfortunately we live in a culture that tells us that that's not enough. You know, mm-hmm. We must be. So I say all of that because and I'm kind of like fast forwarding through this is that there might be some work for you to look at sort of the bigger picture. And I'm not saying that the resentments that you feel that are kind of like right in front of you, those are also important. But I think it can also be helpful for us to sort of, oh, like pull the curtain back even farther. Like where did that, where did that unwanted identity even come from? Right. I'm sure it didn't come from your family, like from your family of origin. No, no. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I'll have to think about that some more for sure. It's also directly related to the beliefs that you have created that might look a little bit different from everyone else around what 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 is remember how I asked you to think about stories that that you have made up around wealthy women 
Mm-hmm. We all have these beliefs, assumptions, stories that we make up about people, about status, about race, about gender, like <laughs> all of it, all of it. Yeah. And again, with like the wealthy women, I, I, for some reason, I just, I think one of the biggest things, and like I said, with the damsel in distress, it's like one of the biggest things is that it's not really the woman who has earned the money. It's more that someone else has saved her or given it to her, which isn't true. Like, obviously that's not true. Plenty of women are out there making their own money and being successful on their own without any man involved. But I think that kind of goes back to like resenting the patriarchy (laughs) that, you know, that's probably a bigger, more wide lens resentment or anger that I have. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I think that sometimes for us, when we're talking about these topics, when we're talking about sex, money, religion, relationships. And then it we notice that it points back to this culture that we've all grown up in. And it can be a little bit overwhelming because then we sort of look up and we're like, how the fuck am I going to heal from the patriarchy <laughs> if it's mm-hmm. all still going on? You know what I mean? It's It seems so big and insurmountable. I don't know. Do you feel that way or is it just me? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I, like, I, don't, wanna, yeah. I don't ever want to put put stories and assumptions in people's mouths. No, and, absolutely. And, you know, please know I'm I'm talking also not just to you, I'm talking to the broad, broader audience here. I understand people's feelings of overwhelm with this and I do think that we're making progress. I do think that I'm hopeful that Generation Z is going to be the ones who, who make some huge huge changes. No offense to millennials, I think that you're all doing really great. Work. <laughs> Honestly, like millennials I love millennials for the fact that for the most, I think for the majority of them, um, or at least the ones I've come in contact with, y'all are having way bigger conversations than the rest of us. So I do think that there's hope for our culture and I think it's very slowly changing. And at the same time, I definitely think that there is something to be said for quote unquote, healing from the patriarchy. And that goes for men too. This is not just mm-hmm. a women's issue. The patriarchy hurts everyone. Always. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Men, women, non-binary folks, everyone. Yeah. All right. Yes. So we saw it, kind of took a side turn there. I'm going to just open it up. Anything that you want to comment on or that's coming up for you based on what we've just talked about? It, basically, I mean, just thinking about all of this in other areas of my life right now, the biggest thing that I can say is that I need to focus on just consistency. What does that mean? And it means like, I, I need to consistently be like working on this stuff, not just like, oh, I need to do this just because Andrea is going to be calling me and I need to, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I, I need to consistently be working through this. I want to start whatever journaling looks like for me. I, you know, have a, a side gig that I do that I need to be more consistent with. Like just consistency in general is kind of what I've been taking away from this is that nothing's going to come out of this if I don't consistently like put myself into it. Does that make sense? It does. And it makes me curious because here's the thing. I don't want to give you an out. And at the same time, that makes my spidey senses go up because (sighs) I wonder where you're putting pressure on yourself because I see so much perfectionism in personal development, Melanie, I do. I see it when I hear things like that. And I'm not saying that you are. And, and again, this is why I'm I'm curious about it. And I'm going to go off on a side tangent for all the people listening. Because <laughs> when I hear something like that, I'm like, are you – I don't want you to be but regimented about – I mean, I'm all for goals too. I'm all for goals. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you to be so regimented to the point where you start beating yourself up because you've created too high expectations. 
for yourself. Right. right. No, that makes sense too, because I definitely am a perfectionist. So what's um, the balance? Gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, my dog is Your like dog a has a lot to say about yeah. that. <laughs> I think he's dreaming. I think he's barking in the background. So I'm sorry about that. No, I, do, I think um, it might be even poignant. Like maybe your dog is like, yep, she, she was going to go off the deep end with consistency. Watch out. Right. <laughs> They're like, my mom needs to relax. What is the balance? Oh, it's like the million dollar question. I feel like, cause again, I mentioned that like, you know, to be a journaler, I thought you had to like do it every day right. and had to be perfect. Maybe just like trying to do it once a week or once every two weeks, sitting down for 20 minutes and, you know, seeing where it leads me. And that way it's not so like, so regimented, like you said, doesn't need and to then, be close to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like this huge lofty assignment or just, you know, doing it whenever I feel like it, like that could be a thing too. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I, like if I feel like doing it, then be like, okay, I feel like doing this and sit down and do it. And then with just the like noticing when I'm having these thoughts and when I'm comparing myself. And I mean, that's, that's just going to be a thing that just happens when it happens. It's not like I can schedule that. The, the consistency thing for me too, is like with being better about working out regularly and, you know, other stuff too. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, something I'll have to think about. <laughs> if it's one thing I've learned in my, what, 13 year journey on my own personal development journey is that there kind of is I'm make a very general, a sweeping generalization here is that there's no such thing as consistency. And what I mean by that is that there's just no way I personally could be so consistent with my own personal development stuff. Sometimes I make good choices and sometimes I don't. The way I look at it, one of the things that has helped me so much is as I've become more and more interested in phases of the moon, one of the reasons it is so fascinating to me is because it just so happens that the moon phase is 28 days. And it also just so happens that a typical women's mm-hmm. menstrual cycle is 28 days. Even mm-hmm. when she isn't menstruating, whether she doesn't have a uterus or whatever, or she's you know post-menstruation, that we still have this cycle of 28 days. And to me, that is so telling and, and it's just like, it's the same as seasons. Like we have four seasons, we have four phases in our menstruation. We have four moon phases. Like it's all the same. And to me, how fucking magical is that? That we as women so are so in tune with the earth and the moon. Like, come on, does it get any yeah. more amazing than that? Yeah. It's funny that you talk about that. Cause I actually just got done reading, um, Kate Northrup's book, Do Less. And she talks all about that. Like that's a whole book is what it's about. It's amazing. I haven't read that one. So we'll we'll put that in the show notes. I think it's so magical and we're so connected this way. And my point is, is that there's no, you know, the moon and the seasons are not always creating. They're not, they can't. There has to be a time of rest and maybe just maybe the times where you're not, you're not really in it working on yourself, the times that you're not journaling or you're not thinking about this type of work or anything, maybe that those are the times that you're resting mm-hmm. and you need to. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Something I need to definitely remember. Cause I know it's one of those things where I think I mentioned this last time that I know a lot of this stuff. I know it. Like I've read it. I've listened to it multiple times. Like I know it. It's just remembering it, doing it. And you know, mm-hmm which is where the coaching comes in. Well, I wonder if you could, you could set something up for yourself where maybe it's 
something that you can remember. For instance, it's the first week of the month that you decide to journal or whatever, or maybe right after your period. I forget what it is. And this is like, I'm such a, I'm the worst. I call myself the worst witch because I always forget. There's some, there's some loital phase, (laughs) some phase during menstruation where we tend to be the most creative. I think it's right mm. after your period. All the witches listening are like, it's this one. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think it's right after your period. But maybe it's something like that that's sort of easy to remember. Like, oh, this is the week that I'm going to sit down and journal. And that's right. what keeps you accountable. Yeah. No, I actually love that. And I've wanted to get more in touch with my cycle. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that a lot, actually. There's so many. Because it's... There's so many things on Pinterest and, and things like that. And even podcasts, I think, that that talk about that specifically. And really quick too, just a shout out to my best friend. I was talking to her about my resistance to this homework for this episode. And I was like, I just journaling is so hard for me for some reason. And she's like, why? Like you've written a blog before and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have no idea. And I come home a few days later and she had sent me this little, have you seen those like journals that like have like little prompts and they're really pretty and have these really pretty pages and yeah, she totally sent me one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how sweet are you? What is her first name? So, uh, her first name is Bridget. Bridget. What a good Bridget. friend. She's the best. That's amazing. So, so did you start it? Yeah. I No. Okay. That's your homework. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. So that's going to be your homework. We've kind of jumped all over the place, which, which happens, but here's what I think is next. And I honestly like diving into this topic And I'm kind of almost glad that we didn't come to these major ahas and which I I, I sense that you've made some movement over there because I want people to know that this is a gigantic topic. You know, if we're talking about this or we're talking about sex or we're talking about old religious dogma that somebody has, like this isn't something that can be wrapped up in an hour. It's Mm -hmm. something that I I wanted to kind of um, help you sort of dig the first hole a little bit so you could go in there and get curious about things. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's definitely happened. And and even though I haven't had any major ahas, there's definitely been some threads that I'm like, Hmm, what's going to happen if I pull this? I think here's the thing that struck me when I was listening to our conversation from last time. And you, you sort of talked about it in the very, when you filled out your questionnaire, because I always ask people this question, but I wonder if it's changed now. And it's just a simple question of what is it that you want in terms of the topic of money with you, with yourself? Hmm. What is it that I want? For me, I think now it's just to feel more comfortable with where I'm at, regardless of like, if that means that I'm still fucking pissed off at, you know, whatever I'm pissed off at. Like, I just want to feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, you know, here's where I'm at and I'm going to work through it and I'm going to, things are going to change, but it's not going to be immediate or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To just feel more comfortable. I what guess. do you think needs to happen in order for you to, even be walking towards the place of being comfortable with where you're at. Definitely more of um, the assignment that you gave, which is just noticing when things are happening and not beating myself up about it. I've, I think that's been one of the biggest things that's been helpful for me because, you know, obviously I was resistant to the journaling and, and the other exercises, but that one I was able to do. It was easy for me because it's just, there's nothing to it. It's, I mean, there's not nothing to it, but Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's not as like regimented as sitting down with a pen and paper. It's just like, oh, that I'm noticing that. And yeah, so I think a lot more of that is going to take place. Definitely a little bit more of the journaling, however that looks to me, if that's in the little, you know, book that Bridget gave me or um, 
I really, really like the idea of just kind of scheduling a time like after my period or before my period, like whenever that is of just sitting down and seeing what happens. And if, if I sit down and nothing comes out, then so be it. Yeah. And if five pages come out, then so be it, you know, that feels really good. Okay, good. I want to, I want to tack on a couple more things for you and that's asking yourself the questions and maybe you sort of add these to your, your journal prompts, but, and it's just the preface of a question. So it's just the words, what if, So I'll give you some Mm -hmm. examples. So what if I was so successful financially that I never needed a man to help me? Mm. Yeah. Super broad. (laughs) Yeah. And I no, there's a lot to that. I I can already tell. Yeah. (laughs) That one, that one really um, uh, like hits a chord with me too, because I'm, I'm single for the first time in a long time and dating too. So that's super interesting to me. <laughs> I would have to think about that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this, that's not something that I would expect you to answer right now. It's something I want you yeah. to sit with and journal mm-hmm. on. What if I became so successful? I never needed a man to help me. Maybe, maybe it's the question of what if I never had any money hangups, what would I be doing differently? Mm. Like, what if it was just not a big deal at all? Like think about something that you do every day or you're, you do on the regular. That's not a big deal. You don't have any hangups about it. Maybe it's your gum health or like your teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you have pretty good dental habits. Like what if, what if money was like that? What if money was just like your teeth or your, your dental hygiene and you, what would you be doing differently? Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to think about that one a little bit more, but that's a very interesting one too. That makes me, makes me think. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. And then I know I'm throwing a lot at you. I wonder if there's <laughs> something about circling back to your family of origin and, and that whole thing. Maybe it's the prompt of what if I forgave everyone in my family and also the patriarchy and let go of all of those resentments, how would I think, feel, and be differently? Mm-hmm. Which is directly related to the question I just asked. Oh yeah, definitely. It would feel so much lighter, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So much lighter, so much easier. Yeah. yeah. No, those are great. I'm I'm definitely going to have to spend like a lot of time on exactly. each of those. And that's why, and I, and I wanted to give you something that would steer you at least in the general direction of getting what you want. And you, you were saying, I want to be comfortable with where I am at. And I feel like those last few prompts will at least get you curious enough to, again, start to be that anthropologist that continues to excavate what is holding you back from being comfortable with where you're at. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think those are great. Thank you so much for those specific questions. Those are awesome. You're welcome. Here's what we're going to do. I would love for you to circle back with me in a couple of months and let me know. I'll put it on my calendar too. Let me know how it went. Okay. And if it's some juicy stuff, then I can have you back on. If it is an update, I can tell everyone the update because I think that this is helpful for everyone. I have a feeling that there's not one person listening who is like, I don't have any money hangups. I can't relate right? to any of this at all. <laughs> my, my finances are just perfect. It's all perfect. I have no family of origin stuff. I have no <laughs> stuff right now. I have nothing from the patriarchy, like nothing at all. And yeah. if there is that person, bless you. You are a unicorn. Cheers. And I think write that, a book. I think, right. <laughs> write a book for us all. But I, I think that the majority of us do have stuff around this. And I just thank you so much for being on and sharing your story with us and being yeah. so transparent. 
Yeah. Thank you. I've loved this. It's been very, very interesting (laughs) for me in a good way. You're welcome. You're so, so welcome and stay tuned everybody. And that is it y'all. It's so interesting for me to do these. I mean, now that I've done a whopping two different sessions here (laughs) as podcast episodes, but it's interesting to me because I listen back to the recordings, which I normally don't do with my private clients. But what's fascinating to me is even after all these years, coaching, it's, it's really the same thing. What it's based on is curiosity. It's one of the, I forget what they call it. It's like the pillars or guideposts or something like that in my training from the Coaches Training Institute is just to remain curious. As coaches, part of our job is to have no agenda, which for someone like me who is very bossy and controlling, and I like to say that I know a lot of things... (laughs) It's tricky and something I really have to watch myself. It's like, nope, I the other person, the client knows themselves. They know themselves absolutely a thousand percent best. And the majority of the time, I have no idea where the conversation is going. And a lot of times it ends up going in a direction that I had. No, I could never have even guessed that we would have gone in that direction. You will definitely see that in the couple of episodes that are coming up in the next couple of months. That is the beauty of coaching. And so I hope that you were nodding along with these last two episodes with Melanie and that you could relate to some of the struggles that she had. And again, if you would like to be coached by me here on the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash YKAL, where we are opening up applications again in early September. So thank you again for being here with us. I know how valuable your time is, and I am incredibly grateful that you choose to spend it here. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.